guys, this is the Endure Youth Ministry Podcast. Thank you so much for joining and listening as we're taking this journey through the book of Philippians. I hope you guys enjoy it, and God bless. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this morning. God, we ask that um, in this time you would just pour your spirit out on us, that you would um, open up our hearts and our minds to hear your word, to hear your, hear your truth, Lord. Um, and that you would just speak to us. Um, I pray that um, through this message we would see our need to um, have our minds set on on things above rather than on things of this world. Uh, so Lord, thank you for this morning. Um, pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So we're getting back into Philippians here. And if you guys remember... This series really has, Philippians has been a lot about having joy in the Lord, and and Paul has spoken a lot about that that sort of thing. Um, two weeks ago, we talked about uh, the goal that we have as Christians, right? Straining towards that goal, and that goal is the upward call of God. Um, it's it's seeing at the end of our life, we're actually going to be with. Christ, we're going to be with God in glory, and that is is the goal. But while we're here on this earth, um, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some effort. You know, being a Christian isn't necessarily easy in this world because this world is pushing their agendas onto us, and they're um, speaking. You know, this world has its own thoughts and. These thoughts, these things of the world are not of God. They are opposed to God. Um, And we're kind of going to be talking about that this morning too. So without further ado, let's read starting in verse 17. And then we're going to go to verse uh, verse 1 of chapter 4. It says, Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me. And keep your eyes on those who walk according to your oh sorry, and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example that you have in us, for many of whom I have often told you, and now tell you, even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross, their end is their destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in their shame, with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies to be like His glorious body, by the power that enables Him even to subject all things to Himself. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. So I want to start off with a question. And my question to you is, who do you imitate? When I was younger, um, I used to imitate a lot of like sports players, right? So I'm out there and I'm I'm imitating Johnny Cueto and his his weird like pitching movement, right? To throw batters off or like Tim Lincecum. With his, you know, wind up, you know, um, I used to imitate 
my favorite sports players to be like them, to play like them, right? And you guys might relate to that. Um, but we also imitate people. Maybe without even realizing it, we're imitating other people. There are people in our lives that we look up to, that we hold on a, on a pedestal almost, which isn't necessarily good because people fail, but there are people that we look up to, right? For me in my life, it was my, my youth pastor, Graham. He was like a father to me, really. He was just an awesome example of someone who was just trying to live his life for the Lord. He wasn't in full-time ministry. He was just, you know, he worked on computers for a living. But his life reflected Christ. Um, everything that he did revolved around um, living it for the Lord. And he was just an awesome spiritual influence in my life, right? So so he's someone who I who I tried to imitate. Now, obviously, this imitation has to first be um, imitate me as I follow Christ, as I imitate Christ. Now, our ultimate imitation is supposed to be Christ. But sometimes it's hard to picture that, right? We read about him. We know uh, about Christ, but we don't actually like see him walking with us. So it's hard for us to uh, imitate Christ to that level because we don't see him. But there are people in our lives who are, are striving to live their lives the most Christ-like as possible. And that should be all of us as well. But these people are people that we can look up to and we can, we can actually try to imitate some of the things that they do. Because there are things that they do that work, that might work for us. There are things that they do that might not work for us. But the ultimate goal is to live our lives for Christ, like Christ, right? So who do you imitate? Is there anyone that you can think of that you imitate? And that could be good. It could be bad. We could imitate bad influence influences. So think about that, right? Now this world, um, this world really, and its desires are evil. And sometimes we can allow these desires, these these lies put out by the world, to come into our lives. And I want to look at verses uh, 18 and 19 again. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> right here. For many of whom I have often told you, and now tell you, even with tears, walk as enemy of the, uh, enemies of the cross. Their end is their destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. Now, all of us, if we are consider ourselves believers, if we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we are no longer this way. We um, have put aside our, our earthly desires. We have put aside 
these these lies. Um, but the thing is, as Christians, sometimes we can go back to them. Now we're not alive in in sin anymore. We're not dead to to um, ourselves anymore. We become alive in Christ. We become new creations in Christ. Now that's a fact, and that nothing can ever change that. But the thing is, is sometimes we can go back to our old ways. We can oftentimes um, go back to the old man, as Paul says in Colossians three. Um, you guys should read that chapter because that's all about what we're talking about this morning. Colossians 3 says, um, sometimes we can go back to the old man, but the old man is dead and passed away. We were once dead in our trespasses, but not any longer. And so instead of going back to these old desires, these old ways, um, the way that we don't do that is by having our minds set on better things, on more important things, on higher things. As we talked about two weeks ago, there's an ultimate goal. Do you have a question? Yeah. When you, when you said, sorry. You're good. But you said dead to yourself or dead in sin? Yeah, dead in sin. Oh, dead in sin. Yeah. We want to be dead. Dead. Yeah, we want to be yeah dead to our ourself, our our desires, our our fleshly desires. That's what what I mean by by that. I think. Um, so that's a good question. I'm glad you brought that up. Because um, I want to clarify if you guys aren't getting anything, um, so you guys can stop me. That's fine. <laughs> um. So how? do we not go back to our old ways? That's by having our minds set on higher things, on more important things, on spiritual things. This world says that we're to follow our desires, to follow what makes us happy, right? Do what makes you happy. That's kind of the motto that we hear nowadays. Do what makes you happy. Now, first glance, that seems good, right? That seems cool. Like, sure. You know, do what makes you happy. That that sounds cool. But if that's actually what everyone did, if everyone did what made them happy, there would be chaos. Because what makes one person happy is, like, really messed up and weird. And what makes another person happy is completely the opposite. And there's no truth. There's no boundaries. And everything would just be falling apart. And that's kind of what we see nowadays. Is everything's just kind of falling apart because there's no real truth. There's no real boundaries that keep everything from chaos. Let's read verses 20 and 21 again. It says, But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. 
So why are we supposed to have heavenly mindsets? It's because that's where our citizenship is. We are citizens of heaven, right? Now, we also have a dual citizenship, though. We are on this earth. We are citizens of the United States of America. We are citizens of Hillsburg, Windsor, Santa Rosa, wherever we live. We are citizens of that town. Um, but not only that, but we are citizens of heaven. When we put our faith and trust in Jesus, that changes. So we're supposed to think about, um, about heaven and about the spiritual side of things. Um, and, and I just want to say right here, we do that because Christ did that, right? Christ was the ultimate example that we have of having our mind set on things above. If we read through, if you read through um, the Gospels, you'll see many, many times Jesus will say, now is not the time. Like he say, I'll, I'll flip to an example real quick. The beginning of, of Matthew, when Jesus, when Jesus uh, does his first miracle, turns the water into wine, his mom says, Jesus, these people ran out of wine. Um, you should do something. Like, he said, you should do something. Uh, do a miracle. Turn, turn the, the water into wine and, and make more wine for them. And Jesus says, I can't find it now. And I don't want to misquote him, but maybe it was John. What was that? Yeah, I think it's in John. Sorry, guys. The wedding at Cana. He says, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. He says that time and time again. My hour has not yet come. What's he talking about? Like, this is in chapter 2 of John. He's like, my time has not yet come. This is when he first starts the ministry. He's in ministry for three years before he goes to the cross. So three years, like his whole life, he's got his mind set on, you know, his, his, his time, the, the passion, the, the, the cross. Um, and so three years before, his first miracle, his mom says, hey, do a miracle and turn this water to wine. And he says, my time has not yet come. And then God prompts him, the Father prompts him, okay, now turn the water into wine. And he, through faith, um, following the, the guidance of God, he turns the water into wine. Now, that's how he lived. Each and every day, he, he didn't have like, like, he didn't see the future exactly, you know, um, he could have, but he doesn't like see the future and he's like, yep, and then in a week I'm going to be in this place and then I'm going to be doing that thing and that thing and that thing. He just knows that 
when God leads him to go somewhere to do this thing, to heal this person, when the Father prompts him to do that through the Spirit, he does it. And that's living by faith. So, going back into Philippians. We, um, talking about the old man, um, our old ways, and talking about, sometimes we can go back into them. Sometimes, like, while we're on this earth, we're going to be battling sin. Like, if you guys didn't know that, and you thought life was going to be easy once you became a Christian, I'm sorry that you thought that, but that's not the case. (laughs) While we're here on this world, in this earth, we're going to be battling sin. Hi, how are we coming in here? We're not done. (laughs) They're not done. Okay. Oh, go away. Everyone else is done. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I guess Chris ended early. Chris wanted to get to the food. Yeah. The only reason why this place is called Calvary Chapel. Yeah. We're going to be battling sin. But... Here's the good news, guys, is that Christ has the power to subject all things to himself. Christ has the power to... (laughs) I have a quote. (laughs) Let's go to the quote. This quote says, There may be sins within your heart that you have long resisted to control. Do with them as you will, they still defy you. But if you will hand over the conflict to Jesus, he will subdue them. He will bring them under his strong, subjecting hand. Be of good cheer. What you cannot do, he can. What we cannot do, he can. So, um... Uh, Hebrews 4, 15 and 16 says this, For we do not have a, a great high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Guys, Christ understands what we go through. He was human. He was in the flesh. He was. He had weaknesses, but he still he was without sin. He still went to the cross for our sake, so that we can be forgiven, so that we can come into a relationship with Him and become spiritual beings, being alive in Him, and being adopted into His family. We are now citizens of heaven and that's the good news guys and that's what we need to be thinking about as we go through our weeks is you know i might need to give up some of these things that i love to do because they're distractions because they're keeping me from uh the ultimate thing right um so as we, we go through school and as we go through just 
different activities where we're around people um, who don't believe, whether that's work or school or sports or extracurricular activities, there are people around us who don't believe. And it's our job to share the good news of Christ with others because it's the good news, because people need to hear it, and because people, when they hear it, that's the power of God to save. That's what Romans 1.16 says. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. That's the good news. When we look at Jesus, he was all about the spiritual. He was all about the spiritual. Like, for example, he would wake up very early in the morning to go and spend time with the Father in prayer and to just receive from him. How many of us wake up early in the morning to do that? Not me. I'm too, I'm too lazy. I'm too focused on, oh, I need that extra 30 minutes of sleep. Really, does 30 minutes even do anything for you? I, think, I don't think so. <laughs> it's just me being too focused on my worldly desires. My worldly desire to sleep a little bit longer rather than seeing the need I have to actually wake up and spend time with the Lord first thing in the morning. Like, that is so much more beneficial than getting an extra 30 minutes of sleep. Yet, I'm so focused on my desires that I don't see the need that I have for spiritual healing, for spiritual guidance. So, I want to challenge you guys, as well as I'm challenging myself, see the need for spiritual um, growth. To be spiritually focused rather than physically focused. Because it's super easy for us to give in to our worldly, fleshly desires. Like, I just want to go and watch basketball right now. So I'm going to not do my reading and I'm just going to go watch basketball. Or we can say, well, the game is going to be whatever the game is. Me watching it isn't going to change the outcome of the game, even though I might think that. It's not true. I'm going to focus on the Lord. Right? So that's what I want to challenge you guys with. See your need to set your minds on the things above. And then, how are we going to do that? How will you live with this spiritual mindset? And what are the actions that you're going to take this week to make that happen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for, um, for Jesus, Lord. We thank you just that you humbled yourself and, and came to this world in the flesh um, so that you can sympathize with us, so, you, so that you can understand what we go through in this world. Um, and thank you for your example that you have set for us. Thank you that you died for us, that you've adopted us into your family, and that you've made us 
a part of, of your kingdom, Lord. Lord, I pray that we would realize, that we would remember that the kingdom of God is already here, Lord. We are part of your kingdom right now. And just because we can't see it, just because it hasn't come in full force yet, doesn't mean that it's not real. doesn't mean that there isn't a spiritual side of, of everything we know, God. But I pray that we would remember that there are higher things. There are spiritual things. And I pray that we would seek after your will, that we would seek after you in, in all this, God. So, Lord, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for this time that you've given us. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.